With your Amex card, entertainment benefits like special ticket access and pre-sales to select can't-miss events while supplies last, make every tap music to your ears. Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Signing up and playing is so easy. Simply sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you can get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matter more than ever. Place your money line, prop, and parlay bets with the king of sports books today. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets. If you don't win your first bet. That's right, up to $1,500. Again, sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. 21 plus in President Ohio, subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with MGM Northfield Park. That's 1-800-GAMBLER. Live Nation presents Concert Week. Now through May 14th, get $25 tickets to over 5,000 shows. That's up to 75% off a summer full of your favorite artists like 21 Savage, Alanis Morissette, Cage the Elephant, Celeste Barber, Dirk Bentley, Fade, Hootie and the Blowfish, Janet Jackson, Kids Bop Kids, Megan Trainor, Bissell Puma, Sarah McLaughlin. Get tickets to more than 5,000 summer shows for just $25. Until now through May 14th. Visit LiveNation.com slash Concert to learn more and plan your summer with Sean Paul, Sum 41, 30 Seconds from Mars, oh, and Two Door Cinema Club. Welcome to Fantasy Football Weekly, a production of iHeartRadio. Time now for Fantasy Football Weekly from iHeartRadio, your weekly source for the nation's best fantasy speculation and advice. Now, along with the guys from GuillotineLeagues.com, here's your host, Paul Charchian. Welcome to our first regular season edition of Fantasy Football Weekly for year number 27. I am Paul Charchian. My co-hosts today are Scott Fish and Matt Harrison from Shock Fantasy. Woohoo! Oh football's back. Yeah, it is, baby. Oh, that Thursday night game was so much fun. It was a, it was a ton of fun, and uh, well, for everybody except Zeke owners. <laughs> I mean, that, those are the one people that had no fun that night. Rojo, Rojo owners, too. all the these roster. points. But you know what? <laughs> those people probably didn't start him, and even if they did, they deserve what they got. Wow! I think, at that point, wow. you told him last week. You told him even I, about Zeke. You told him. You know what? Listen, I I hate to start a show right off the bat, <laughs> but if you go back and listen to last week's show in which I previewed the Monday night game, it was uncanny. Yeah, I look. I don't want to brag. But you nailed it. I, I absolutely nailed this game, and I might not nail another game all season long. You probably will. That one, that, that was it. That one we pretty much handled. You lead off well, though, Charge. Although That's I good. gave I gave Zeke a C grade. I should have just given him the bench. I thought he would catch enough that he would get to. He'd put together a decent PPR week. He didn't. He didn't even do that. I'm, I'm going to take a one-week victory lap on Antonio Brown being the right receiver. You should, because right now <laughs> it looks week, very good. For one week. It does look good through one week. We've got plenty to get to over the course of the show. We're going to break down every game fantasy style. We've got take a chance on me in which we give you sleep. Some of you need sleepers already. If you're me <laughs> and you rostered Gus Edwards in, like, every league in America. Mm-hmm. Or you're me and you rostered J.K. Dobbins in every league you're in. Yep. Then you probably need our take a chance on me players. Charge, it turns out we don't get to have this argument at all this no, year. No. T- <laughs> Here we were. We like, were planning it two weeks ago. I know. But it's just it's ridiculous what's happened. And we will touch on that story much more later in the show. Three tough questions coming up. And the return of everybody's favorite segment, 
premature speculation in which we tell you which players you'll be trying to pick up. You want to pick up now when everybody else is trying to pick them up next week. That's premature speculation. First, we start breaking down games. Let's do it. Including a game I think is going to have a lot of points. Arizona taking on Tennessee, Matt. I got a lot of A grades in this one. We'll start with uh, Kyler Murray and DeAndre Hopkins both getting an A. Tennessee was absolutely brutal last year against the pass. And didn't fix that much in the offseason. Only Drew Locke and Jack's run game and a half Minshew, half Glennon game last season were the only three where they didn't allow multiple passing scores or at least 250 yards. Do I like A.J. Green, Christian Kirk, or Rondale Moore enough to start them in this juicy matchup? No. Not in a week with no buys. I want to see how the snap counts and the targets track for a week. Uh, James, Connor, and Chase Edmonds. I'd recommend benching both, but if I had to start one for this game, it would be Connor. The Titans gave up five rushing touchdowns to running backs over the final three weeks of the regular season. But we've been preaching this all season. Chase Edmonds had one rush from inside the five and only three attempts from inside the 10 last year. I think it's James Connor if they get near the stripe. On the other side, Derrick Henry's an easy A grade. A.J. Brown and Julio Jones I'm giving A grades to as well. According to Pro Football Focus's wide receiver cornerback matchup tool, both A.J. and Julio face the top seven easiest matchups in the league this week against Cardinals cornerbacks Byron Murphy, who allowed 10 touchdowns in his coverage last season, and then Rob Alford, who, when I Googled him, is known as the Ski-Doo Snowmobile Ambassador. <laughs> no, that's not uh, that's that not Rob right. Alford. Uh, wait, Nor is, is, he, is, he the, is he the Judas Priest lead singer? No, that's Rob Halford. Oh, You're way off. Right. Well, at least by an age. <laughs> I mean, not phonetically. I really wasn't way off. No, you weren't. Uh, A.J. Brown missed a practice on Wednesday, but he was staying loose on the stationary bike, and he dropped off the injury report by Friday, so his game status is not in doubt. If I like Brown and Julio... I'm giving Ryan Tannehill an A, too. Mm-hmm. Although Tannehill has only topped 27 passing attempts in a game twice in his last 10 games, he's very efficient. He throws for multiple scores in half of those contests. And by the way, he had six rushing touchdowns from Week 12 on last year. Not, Not something you expect with no. Derrick Henry in the backfield. No. Finally, a little surprise B grade here for Anthony Ferkser. Ferkser was targeted oh, wow. on 22% of his routes last season. To give you an idea of how good that is, Travis Kelsey was targeted on 25% of his routes run. I just don't think he's going to run enough routes. The problem is, Jonu was in front of him last year. When Jonu wasn't there, Mm -hmm. Anthony Ferkser was pretty good. He'll go up against card safety Jalen Thompson, who gave up completions in 70% of the throws in his direction last year. I think Ferkser, if you're playing in that weird tight end game where you don't know who you got the 11th, 12th tight ends in your league, Ferkser is a guy that he's kind of a bonus take a chance on me guy right now. Worried about uh, AJ Brown's knee. Okay, let's uh, let's hope that he's okay on that. It's, was, it was yeah, a nagging, lingering problem. He yeah. missed practice Wednesday. I'm just, I'm, you know, let's just. They hope. took him off the injury report, yeah, though. Let's, 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 let's hope that he's okay. Let's go. Philadelphia, like a tough guy. Philadelphia takes on Atlanta, Scott. Yes. Yes, they do. Uh, yes, they do. <laughs> You're not even going to feign enthusiasm here, are you? It actually should be a pretty high-scoring game, actually. I believe it's got the second or third highest over-under for the week. So okay. I, I do expect a little bit of a shootout here. Uh, I'm giving Jalen Hurts 
can't believe I'm going to do this, but I'm going to stay on the upside side of it. I and am I'm too. Gonna, I'm going to give them an A grade. I'm with you. The Eagles should be in a negative game script, chasing points a little bit in this game. Uh, the offensive line is better than last year. The secondary is ve- very beautiful, beatable, not just very beatable. This, uh, this Atlanta secondary, oh, man. <laughs> they were eaten alive by rushing quarterbacks last year, and they allowed multiple touchdowns to rushing quarterbacks in or to quarterbacks in all but three games. Jeez. So there's there's a lot of opportunity here. Hertz averaged over 70 yards rushing. If you add all that up, he's got a good chance for for even a QB one, like first overall week, if he gets those rushing yards in. All right, uh, on to his wide receivers though, because we got to talk about his passing. Actually, yes, Devonta Smith. I give a B grade here. PFF has Atlanta graded as the worst secondary in the NFL. And last year allowed the most yards to wide receivers. So that tracks. Mm -hmm. Uh, 19 times they let a receiver get over 90 yards and or a touchdown last year. 19 times. times No, no, Charles. That's not right. (laughs) Smith should get a decent matchup with Fabian Moreau. And no one can match Smith's speed. So I like him for a B grade. But I wouldn't Mm -hmm. be shocked if he gets loose a couple times. Uh, Jalen Rager, I do have on the bench. He's getting getting A.J. Terrell. Um, He's been so hit and miss over his career so far. But AJ Terrell is an up and coming. You know, he was a rookie last year. We thought he'd he be. He did not play well yeah, last we year. We thought he'd be better. Maybe he turns it around in year two. But it's hard to trust Rager right now. Quez Watkins, he with that four three speed, he could have a huge. A Quez Watkins huge play. is a as a yeah. deep sleeper and a DFS dart throw. Quez exactly. Watkins is really intriguing. Yeah, he plays sixty five percent from the slot, and he's you know he's going to have he's going to be in a beatable position against an, a below average slot corner. And for people who don't know Quez Watkins, you remember Travis Fulgham last year was you know fantasy startable in much yes. of the second half of the season. Quez Watkins beat him out so soundly they dropped Fulgham yep. from the roster. If yep. Quez Watkins has a great game, will it be a pop Quez? Oh, no, it will Thank not you. be a pop call. I'm wow. leaving now. I'll just keep going after that. Uh, Zach Ertz and Dallas Goddard, I actually have C grades on both of them. I, I liked Goddard more when I thought Ertz was going to be leaving. He didn't leave, and uh, Ertz is getting more targets in training camp. Everything's supposedly behind him. Ertz is fine with staying there. Interesting stat that I, I failed to mention in the preseason. Last year when Ertz and Goddard played together, Dallas Goddard only got two red zone targets in all the games together last year. Wow. So it seems like Ertz is more the guy there. Atlanta was bottom five against tight ends in several categories last year. And don't forget that Atlanta's front 11 defensive players aren't great. <laughs> that too. Just front the front 11. 11. Just the yeah. front 11. Uh, over, to the, over to the running back side. I'm giving Sanders a B grade because he's going to be the he's going to be the starter and he's going to get most of the volume. He's got well documented issues catching the ball. Barely caught over fifty percent of his passes last year, and for a running back, that's really bad. Yeah, <laughs> that's really bad for a running back. Uh, the Falcons allowed the second fewest rushing yards and second fewest rushing t- touchdowns, but they and they did get Deion Jones back. Uh, but they are bottom twelve against pass pass game running backs. Oh wait, which they're always at the near at or near the bottom. They, 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 they were the worst backs. for like five years in a row. They were, but last year just bottom twelve. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I do have a C grade on Boston Scott with the high employed po- implied point totals for both teams. It could be end up with a negative game script. Siriano and the OC downplayed the bell cow role. They want they want Boston Scott to play that 
like Naheem Hines role that Siriano had over in, 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 in with Indianapolis last year. Yeah. So I got a secret, and he's been playing the two minute hurry up drill for in practice. So mm. that's that's a feather in the cap of Boston Scott there. Uh, so C grade on him. Over to the Atlanta side, I have a B grade on Matt Ryan. I think just because potential shootout category here. Uh, it's one of the week's highest over unders. Eagles allowed multiple touchdowns ten times last year. Um, you don't need to look for the button on I that did. one. I did. I, I instinctively <laughs> went for the button and stopped myself. Oh, I wish I could have made that happen for you. Uh, Kyle Pitts. Hey, next time, just lie. Just lie. <laughs> just lie. Just be wrong for the yeah, listeners. That's right. <laughs> but, right. You know, look, you're only off by 10% yeah, at that point. Exactly. Nobody minds. Kyle Pitts with an A grade here. Charge isn't loving that, but Brian Johnson is fist pumping oh, in his car on, right man. now. You know, listen, he hasn't played a game yet, and you're giving it to a rookie tight end an A grade. Yep. Oh, I bet Gee, Scott's going to give him the fantasy Fonzie here. Let's let's <laughs> let's do it. No, I'm not. You want you want but the fantasy Fonzie? The Eagles. Here you go. Was, <laughs> that's the fantasy Fonzie. You can oh, have your A grade wrong. on Kyle Pitts. The Eagles allowed. A, you, no one's benching him though, right? Like anyone who drafted him is There's starting. Big gulf between an A grade and a bench. Yeah, grade. the Eagles allowed over five catches per game to t- tight ends last year and nine touchdowns. And if you look at how Arthur Smith utilized Johnu Smith when he was healthy at the beginning of the season last season, I think there's a lot of optimism here. I I could see. Charge, you might be playing you that know Fonzie what? button next weekend how, about Kyle Pitts. How about an A minus? How about an A minus? Is that fine? <laughs> no, you, you know that that's not cool either. Calvin Ridley gets the A grade going up against Darius Slay, who is no longer the Slay ride that he used to be. Ranked fifty oh. sixth by PFF this last year. Ridley's averages without Julio Jones, mm-hmm. and he will be without Julio Jones. We're fairly certain did this first game. Seven point five receptions on eleven point three targets for 109 yards, and he scored virtually every other game. That's what he does without Julio. Seven for 100, I'll take it. it. Uh, Russell Gage, I'm giving a C grade also because of the shootout potential, also because he's going up against PFF's 121st ranked Avante Maddox, who allows a 102.7 passer rating in his coverage. Gage looked good enough last year that uh, I'll trust him with a C grade here. On to the running backs. Mike Davis, I'm giving you a B grade. It just feels like it might be your best week to use Davis. They they acquired Gallman, who's still new to the team. Patterson, uh, Cordero Patterson, that is, has been working as the backup, but we're going to see a lot of Mike Davis, who proved to be an effective path, pass catcher last year, uh, catching 59 passes at an 84% catch rate, Miles Sanders. Mm-hmm. Look, look across the field to how you're supposed to do it. Uh, it's a middle-of-the-road run D with a shootout and a volume back. I'll take that. I'm going to bench the other backs. All right. Sounds good. Final uh, matchup of this segment. Minnesota taking on Cincinnati. On the Minnesota side, Dalvin Cook, Adam Thielen, and Justin Jefferson are all A grades. And Cook, for obvious reasons, I don't even need to explain that. For Thielen and Jefferson, they have deeply positive matchups against replacement-grade cornerbacks. Trey Waynes has been ruled out of this game. Cast-off cornerbacks, Eli Apple and... Chidobi Awuzie. You made that name up for no sure. I actually know for that. Thielen name, so. and Jefferson. And I think I got it right. So there it's a this is a strongly positive matchup for all three of them. Kirk Cousins comes in with a B grade. Bengals lost their best two cornerbacks in the offseason. William Jackson to Washington, Mackenzie Alexander to Minnesota. I already mentioned Waynes is out. Eli Apple, Chidobi Awuzie are in. And even at full strength. The Bengals are badly overmatched by Justin Jefferson and Adam Thielen. So add all that together, and it's a very positive matchup for Kirk Cousins. The tight end rotation to me is one I'm going to avoid. Tyler Conklin uh, is 
tempting, uh, but I, I'm not ready to put him in yet, and he's not even at full health yet. So that's a that's too much of a concern for me, and I'm not ready to go quite that far. Cincinnati side. Let's start with Joe Mixon. Last year's Viking run defense was brutal, but they've completely rebuilt their entire front four, including epic run-stuffing defensive tackle Michael Pierce, who was one of the league's best run defenders in 2019 before he opted out last season. The Bengals' offensive line looks like a bottom-tier unit, even with the additions of uh, Riley Reef. So I, I, I'm I, nervous about Joe Mixon here, but through sheer volume, he should be able to get to a B grade. Yeah. It's just revenge games on both sides of the ball here. <laughs> it, well, it is interesting. Love. And, and Riley Reef's going to go up against, as a former Viking, will go up against Daniel Hunter, which will be a fantastic match. Mm. It'll be worth watching. Uh, let's go to the passing game. Joe Burrow comes in with a C here, hasn't played since last November, barely participated in the preseason games, looked hesitant and inaccurate in training camp. The Vikings defense dramatically improved over the version you saw last year. The week 17 Minnesota Viking defense, the last time we saw them, will have 10 of 11 new starters on defense, and they're all improvements. All 10 of them are better than the 10 guys they're replacing, including Patrick Peterson, now in the secondary for Minnesota. Burrow was on pace to throw 600 passes before last year's ACL. So I think through sheer volume, he comes up with an okay day, enough for a C grade here. Uh, But that's as high as I'm willing to take him on this first game back. T. Higgins gets a B grade. I mentioned Patrick Peterson as the team's best cornerback now. And traditionally, Zimmer had used, Mike Zimmer had used his best and biggest cornerback to shadow opposing top receivers. But in recent years, he's more anchored his best cornerback on one side of the field. We don't know if he's if he's going to revert back to that or not, but assuming he doesn't, that means T. Higgins can avoid Peterson anytime he plays on the other side of the field. So the presumption here is that Higgins will be free enough to earn his B grade against Brashad Breland. Tyler Boyd gets a C grade running out of the slot. Mackenzie Alexander returns to Minnesota where he will resume his slot cornerback role, and he could very well hold Tyler Boyd in check. Mackenzie Alexander has yielded three touchdowns in three seasons in his coverage. That's it. One a season. With Burrow last year, Boyd averaged a ho-hum six receptions, 66 yards, and .3 touchdowns per game. Okay. That's just okay. That feels like That's a C. okay. That's a C grade. Yeah. Last thing, uh, Jamar Chase. After the preseason that he had, I I think there's no, I don't start him here. I don't I think, think anybody's just, starting just, him right now. Yeah, let's just wait a week and see what develops. I think you get some hand, a handful of short confidence-building passes for Jamar Chase, but based on what we saw, we cannot end up starting him. When we come back to Fantasy Football Weekly, take a chance on me. Nine players not normally in your starting lineup will tell you who you can start that maybe even is available on the waiver wires, a free agent right yeah. now. We will identify players that might be better than your starters. And I'll tell you what, the quarterback I'm going to give you is probably better than your starting quarterback. Find out who it is when we come back to Fantasy Football Weekly. There's no distance too far for the perfect trip. Hi, checking in for... Or the perfect table. Hey, where are you? Coming! And when you get access to Resi Priority Notify with your Amex Platinum card... Hey, this looks amazing! I'm so glad you made it. And travel benefits at fine hotels and resorts booked through Amex Travel. It's worth the trip. 
That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Signing up and playing is so easy. Simply sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you can get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matter more than ever. Place your money line, prop, and parlay bets with the king of sports books today. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets. If you don't win your first bet. That's right, up to $1,500. Again, sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. 21 plus in President, Ohio, subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with MGM Northfield Park. That's 1-800-GAMBLER. Live Nation presents Concert Week. Now through May 14th, get $25 tickets to over 5,000 shows. That's up to 75% off a summer full of your favorite artists like 21 Savage, Alanis Morissette, Cage the Elephant, Celeste Barber, Dirk Bentley, Fade, Hootie and the Blowfish, Janet Jackson, Kids Bob Kids, Megan Trainor, Bissell Puma, Sarah McLaughlin. Get tickets to more than 5,000 summer shows for just $25. Until now through May 14th. Visit LiveNation.com slash Concert Week to learn more and plan your summer with Sean Paul, Sum 41, 30 Seconds from Mars, oh, and Two Door Cinema Club. Welcome back, Fantasy Football Weekly. Paul Charchian from GuillotineLeagues.com. Still time to join a Guillotine League. Full season versions of the Guillotine... This is a totally new version of Take a Chance on Me. No, this is the one that we used at the tail end of last year. I had forgotten about this. We, we, we got the permission from this band. That's right. <laughs> this is the non-sucky version of Take a Chance on Me. <laughs> this is awesome. Wow. All right. Anyway, we've still got full season live drafts happening for Guillotine Leagues. If you want to join the most exciting new format in fantasy sports, uh, happening Saturday and Sunday morning before kickoff. Nice. Uh, that is available. Take a chance. I mean, nine players, not normally in your starting lineup. Many of these guys are available on the waiver wire, and you can pick them up and start them this week. We begin with Scott Fish and the quarterback position. I'm going to start out with Ben Roethlisberger. Uh, the matchup isn't what you would naturally think is great against the Bills, and he didn't do great against the Bills last year, but that was at the tail end of the year when his arm was st- starting to die off mm-hmm. and and when the team kind of fell apart and their run game was non-existent. They had like 40 yards rushing. They, had, yeah. they, they were forced to pass, and the Bills clamped down on that. In this one, he's got Najee Harris as an outlet. He's got all three of his receivers a little better. The arms looked better in the preseason, and they're going to be, they should be behind most of the game. They're seven-point dogs in this one. One. Mm-hmm. I feel like they'll be chasing points. Uh, ben, give me Ben in this one. Okay. Your take a chance on me, quarterback, Matt. This is risky, but I'm going with Mac Jones, a rookie in his first start against wow. the division rival. Not only that, he gets to face off against the guy who is ahead of him mm-hmm. on the death chart at Alabama. Uh, the line is very sound in front of Mac Jones, and that's one of the reasons I like this so much. Cam Newton enjoyed the seventh most time in a clean pocket with a pass attempt last year. And he still couldn't do anything with it. And by the that's way. why Cam Newton's not on oh this boy. team anymore. Consider that. Um, according to Pro Football Focus's strength of schedule, the metrics that rate each team defense based on their grades of this year's defense, the Miami Dolphins are the second easiest defense for quarterbacks. Mm. The Dolphins defense faltered against 
the pass down the stretch as well. They allowed over 300 yards or multiple scores to three of the last four quarterbacks they faced. And the only one who didn't, Cam Newton. That figures. My take a chance to me quarterback is rostered in 3% of leagues. Mm -hmm. Oh, I wonder who that is. If there was ever a game to start Jimmy Garoppolo, this is it. Trey Lance is nursing a cracked finger bone, which means the threat of him platooning with Garoppolo is very low. And Garoppolo is going to have all of his weapons healthy. Mm -hmm. That never happened once last year. Ayuk, Kittle, Samuel, all healthy. And, of course, the coup de grace. It's Detroit on the schedule. (laughs) The Lions allowed the most passing touchdowns and the third most passing yards. I, and and on paper, the defense looks worse this year somehow. So you roll all that together, and it's a great opportunity to start. Jimmy Garoppolo currently ranked as my number 10 quarterback for this week. I hope his kneecaps stay intact, though, against the Lions. No, they do like to bite him over Yeah, they, they're, they're, they'll they're take out kneecaps. Uh, let's go to the running back position. Scott. Let's stay right there with Trey Sermon. Gets the Lions who allowed the most touchdowns to running backs last year mm. as well. Nearly two per game. Allowed over 160 yards per game to the position. But here's here's the better, better part I like. San Francisco should get ahead early. In games they won last year, running backs averaged 35.8 touches in ah, those wins. Yes. Uh, Raheem Mostert has only had more than 19 touches once in his entire career. I think we're looking at 15 to 20 touches for each back this game. Wow. At least 10 to 15 for Sermon minimum, though. Is there any rookie you don't love in his first NFL game? Apparently not. That was Matt with the last one. (laughs) Well, you gave Kyle Pitts an A. Okay. Right. (laughs) We're not going to let that go quietly into the night around here. I can tell you that But yes, against the Lions, I will love it. Okay. Uh, Matt, let's go to your take a chance of me running back. I'm going to take an older running back, and he's going up against the Jaguars this week. But let's review the running backs that torch the Jags down the stretch and their measurements. Jonathan Taylor, 5'10", 226. David Montgomery, 5'10", 222. Derrick Henry, 6'3", 246. Nick Chubb, 5'10", 228. You get the picture. Bigger bigger backs. They're big backs. Yes. So Mark Ingram is 5'9", 215. That's okay. All right. Philip Lindsay, 5'8", 190. It's pretty slight slight of build, yes. David Johnson, 6'1", 224. That's Uh, the guy in his full game against the Jags last year. He told 103 yards. It's also worth noting the Jags allowed the sixth most receptions to the running back position last year. And Philip Lindsay and Mark Ingram, both were not involved in their respective passing games at all last year. Yeah. David Johnson. There's a starting NFL running back who is probably available in your league. Mm. You, and there's a reason. <laughs> probably. You've been poo-pooing him all year. Oh, he's not <laughs> all year. How about for like four years? Yeah. He's not technically good. But Tevin <laughs> Coleman, rostered in just 20% yep. of Yahoo leagues, is the probable starter for the Jets. And it's a fa- it's a favorable matchup against Carolina. New York's offensive line sports two recent first-round picks, and Coleman should have some running lanes against last year's 24th-ranked run defense. New defensive line additions, Daquan Jones and Morgan Fox might actually be downgrades from last year's front four, and Carolina's run defense was particularly bad at the end of last year, giving up five and a half yards per carry over the final seven games of the year. Let's go to the wide receiver position. Scott. Let's just stick with rookies then, right? Oh, geez. Here it comes. (laughs) It's De'Ami Brown season. Of course it is. (laughs) Finally, De'Ami Brown season. It's fine. We've been waiting so long for De'Ami. I have. (laughs) I have anyway. Curtis Samuel put on IR. De'Ami Brown coming out. What he does well. 
What he does well is run down the field really fast and go up for contested catches. And catch ball and run and, for touchdowns. And he is paired with Ryan Fitzpatrick. He's, <laughs> that is the perfect combo right there. Uh, with Curtis Samuel out, he should see a full complement of snaps finally, and he's looked good. All right, Matt. I'm going to the tight end position, and I have Hunter Henry, who is not on the injury report, which if you've ever <laughs> had moment, him on your fantasy right. team, you know that's significant. Uh, obviously, Jonu Smith is tight end one on this roster, and everyone knows this, including the Dolphins. So what does Bill Belichick do? He deploys the mismatches with Henry and Jonu on the field at the same time. In their last nine games last season, yeah, there it is. Nine times. Nine times. The Dolphins allowed five touchdowns to the tight end position, including one to then-charger Hunter Henry. Oh, and by the way, Travis Kelsey and Darren Waller each beat them for over 100 yards in the month of December. Ooh, Hunter Henry. Mine is Paris Campbell. My take a chance on me, wide mm. receiver, going up against Seattle. Uh, play Paris Campbell while you can. Sure, it's only a matter of time before Campbell succumbs to some bizarre malady that will knock well, him out for half of the season. He's already got an Achilles injury he's dealing with, but he's going to play with it. It might be goiters, leprosy, inverted nipples, IBS. Who knows that it's, something's going to go wrong. But what's important is that he's got a juicy matchup in the season opener this week. Would they call inverted nipples just upper body injury? Yeah, probably. Probably. Uh, in the hockey, they would, for yeah. sure. Campbell plays from the slot, and that's the massive weak point in the Seattle secondary. Mm -hmm. He'll avoid the solid outside corners. They've got Trey Flowers and DJ Reed, and instead he'll see some combination of two different safeties playing cornerback, Marquise Blair and or Ugo Amadi. Mm -hmm. Blair has 77 NFL snaps under his belt, and Amadi allowed 75% of the passes in his coverage last year to be caught. I know you haven't seen much of, of, of Paris Campbell throughout his career, but Remember, he is a freakish athlete mm -hmm. with crazy speed. With T.Y. Hilton out, extra passes coming to Paris Campbell. <laughs> Let's go to one more matchup, Matt, and that would be Jacksonville taking on Houston. Uh, yeah, let's start with James Robinson. He gets the A grade over the final five games of 2020. The Houston Texans allowed 6.3 yards per carry to opposing running backs. Wow. They also allowed 2.7 wow. yards before contact, the worst mark in the league. Oof. This might be juicy enough for Carlos Hyde in the revenge game to get a, get a sneaky might. start, but yeah. I'll stick with James Robinson as the A. Uh, Trevor Lawrence, I'm only giving a C grade to. Uh, the matchup is ripe for the running backs in this game, so it seems reasonable that the Jags wouldn't have the rookie throw 40 times in his first appearance, although if he does drop back that much, Houston defense had just 27% pressure rate on pass plays last year. Mm. That was third worst in the league, and they had J.J. Watt for a little bit of that. As far as the wide receivers go, I don't really like any of them that much. I have C grades on DJ Chark, LaVisca Chenault, and Marvin Jones Jr. Uh, the best matchup is against Vernon Hargraves the oh, third, yeah. who's playing for Houston, and he's not very good at his job uh, as opposed to other people in the league. In man coverage last year, he allowed an abysmal passer rating of 141.2. Jones and Chenault each ran a majority of their routes from the slot last year, but in this matchup, three wide receivers will rarely be on the field because get this, the Texans only faced 154 snaps last year where a slot corner was deployed. Wow, that's bizarre. Nobody played three wide receivers against them because they sucked. <laughs> I'm nervous that there's only 25 passes thrown in this game by Lawrence, and since I don't mm -hmm. fully know how each will be deployed, I'd rather not start any of them if I have to. It would be Chenault first, possibly for carries, 
then Jones, then Chark in that order. Um, on the other side, Brandon Cooks, good old BC, his initials. That's what I'd like to give him as a grade, too. Somewhere between those two letters. Can't do it. Um, looks like he will have a matchup against Shaquille Griffin, who allowed seven touchdowns in his coverage last year. Down the stretch, last year, Cooks became Deshaun Watson's favorite target, but he's obviously not playing in Houston this week. Tyrod Taylor is, and let's talk about him. Last year, in his single start for the Chargers, he lit up the Bengals' amazing defense for 208 yards and no scores. Mm. And in fact, in his career, in games he started, he's averaging 202 passing yards and a whopping one touchdown per game. We poke fun at Teddy Bridgewater's career numbers, but he's way worse. He is worse. Than this. Uh, the Jaguars did give up multiple touchdowns to nine of the last 10 quarterbacks they faced last year. But we're still keeping Tyrod on the bench, as we are with the rest of the receivers, Nico Collins, Anthony Miller, Danny Amendola. David Johnson, of course, is my take-a-chance-on-me runner. And then Philip Lindsay, I think that he's a C-start as well, being as that he's tops on the depth chart right now, and this is a good matchup for running backs. I'm going to leave Ingram on the bench. But I wonder if the Texans could trade Mark Ingram back to the Ravens for a late-round pick at this <laughs> well, point. I think at this point that, that, that ship has sailed. That's for better or worse. Hey, I wanted to say happy birthday to my dad, who's enjoying his 71st birthday this oh, weekend. Oh, fantastic. Thank you for having a great kid, Dad. <laughs> How about that? Um, when we come back, more matchups, including Pittsburgh taking on Buffalo. Najee Harris makes his debut. Scott Fish will tell you what to expect <laughs> from him. Is it an A or is it a plus or a a a it's, it's a, a rookie so a? he's getting the fantasy aardvark he might get the, he <laughs> might get the fantasy aardvark well there, there's your aardvark from first aardvark of the season right there coming I, that's my prediction we'll find out if it comes true when we come back to fantasy football weekly This is it. We've got an Amex Platinum Pro on our hands, ladies and gentlemen. We haven't seen anyone relax like this before in the Centurion Lounge. Is he connecting to complimentary Wi-Fi? Oh, my. Look at that. He is. And you will not believe where he's going next. The Amex dedicated card member entrance for the win. Unbelievable. When you get travel perks with Amex Platinum, you're part of the action. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Signing up and playing is so easy. Simply sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you can get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matter more than ever. Place your money line, prop, and parlay bets with the king of sports books today. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets. If you don't win your first bet that's right up to $1,500 again sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly 21 plus and present in Ohio subject to eligibility requirements rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days gambling problem call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with MGM Northfield Park that's 1-800-GAMBLER Live Nation presents Concert Week. Now through May 14th, get $25 tickets to over 5,000 shows. That's up to 75% off a summer full of your favorite artists like 21 Savage, Alanis Morissette, Cage the Elephant, Celeste Barber, Dirk Bentley, Fade, Hootie and the Blowfish, Janet Jackson, Kids Bob Kids, Megan Trainor, Bissell Puma, Sarah McLaughlin. Get tickets to more than 5,000 summer shows for just $25. Until now through May 14th. 
Visit LiveNation.com slash Concert to learn more and plan your summer with Sean Paul, Sum 41, 30 Seconds from Mars, oh, and two-door cinema club. Fantasy Football Weekly continues. Paul Charchian, Scott Fish, and Matt Harrison with you. You can follow us on Twitter. I'm at Paul Charchian. Scott is at ScottFish24. And Matt is at Explosive Output. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Pittsburgh takes on Buffalo, Scott. And let's start with the running game, shall we? There's an intriguing rookie named Najee Harris who yeah. will be starting for the Pittsburgh Steelers. Yes, yep. Will he break the all-time single game rushing record in this game. <laughs> no, no, I, I don't have him doing that against the Buffalo Bills. Uh, road underdog, so the game script isn't great mm. in a game that they may fall behind, but Najee's pretty good in the past game. Should have the volume on both of those fronts. His matchup against the linebackers is where he's going to make his hay. It's mostly an A for volume because it's hard to see any way he doesn't get 15 to 20 touches. All right, A grade. Shocking. Yeah. Wow. <laughs> really, really shocked. Yeah. Oh, thanks, Scott. <laughs> Where do you have him in your ranks? Top 10, I'm sure. Uh, I'll tell you in a minute. All right. Uh, I already talked about Ben uh, in the Take a Chance on Me segment, so let's go to his receivers. I have Deontay Johnson with a B grade. The Bills were the fourth best against fantasy wide receivers, and PFF has them as a top five secondary. They were top six in yards and touchdowns allowed last year. Despite that, Johnson's a target hog. The game script is going to be perfect for him trailing, and he averaged over 11 targets per game last year when he played over 50% of the snaps. That's a lot of volume. That is. White might be on him, but they are able to move Deontay around quite a bit. And Tredavious White only shadowed his opposing receiver five times out of the 16 games last year. Yeah. And these are a lot of good receivers. So they might just keep him on his on the left side where he likes to play. Uh Chase Claypool, I got a C grade. He had 13 red zone targets, was top 10 in air yards last year in a limited role as a full starter. I think he'll get a little more work. He can outmuscle anyone for the ball. I'm mm-hmm. going to give him that C grade. He's the third of the receivers I like this week, though, because I feel like where you can beat the Buffalo Bills is short. So I like Deontay. And I like Juju. I think it's a tough matchup for overall, but Juju s- should see a decent amount of work close to close to the middle of the field. Uh, guys like Allen and Cup and Crowder and a bunch of slot receivers had really good games last year against these Bills. So I got a B grade there. Over to the other side, Josh Allen. I got an A grade. TJ Watt's going to be back. It sounds like, you know, mm-hmm. he got finally got that settled, but the bills have a 27 and a half implied total there. there there's going to be a lot of points to be had. Um, no QB over had over 300 yards and no QB threw for more than two touchdowns of pit, against Pittsburgh last year. But Allen was one of them that, that had uh, high two hundreds and two touchdowns. And they added a bunch of rushing yards. Those rushing yards really helped for Allen uh, a grade there. Uh, Stefan Diggs, I think the A is pretty obvious. It is very obvious. Yeah, he's going to either get Hayden, who's 32, or Cameron Sutton, who's like 98th uh, in PFF rankings. Um, As for the other receivers, Davis, Sanders, Beasley. Sanders is very questionable for this game. Uh, Mm -hmm. He popped back up on the injury report. If he doesn't go, there might be a dart throw for Davis. Yeah. But otherwise, I'm benching because it's a little too mucky. Mucky. Yeah. To the running game. 
It's a it's a lot more muck, Charge. <laughs> a lot more muck. Uh, Singletary, based on camp talk and preseason yeah. usage, uh, and he's the explosive guy. I mean, he's he's top ten in the league and plays over ten yards and plays over twenty yards since he entered the league. He's the explosive guy, but he gets no goal line work. That's Moss. So. We don't know what either of them are going to get until I know more of the usage. I don't want any of them in my lineup. It's fair. De- Devin Singletary just does nothing for me when I watch him. He just, I don't see anything that, any part of his game that pops for me. They're both pretty ordinary in my mind right now. Um, Zach was last year, but this is year two. Nope. I mean, we've seen Singletary. I got a lot more, I got a lot more tape on Singletary. Yeah. Men- mental tape. I'm not breaking down Singletary tape. All right. Chargers take on Washington, and this might be. The hardest game of the year for Ooh. Justin Air Bear. Are you saying the Air Bear is scared? Uh, no, I'm not. Thankfully, the Chargers upgraded his offensive line in the offseason. They got Corey Lindsley and Rashawn Slater, and they will be tested against the best front four in football, including elite rushers Chase Young, Jonathan Allen, and Montez Sweat. Uh, from week six forward, Washington allowed just one passing touchdown per game, and only one quarterback topped. 276 yards Mm. week six forward for Washington last year. And their secondary got better with the addition of William Jackson. So roll that together. I've got a B grade on, on Justin air bear. And I'm, I contemplated having him. It's closer to a C. Yeah. It's it's, I have concern here for Keenan Allen. Washington secondary yielded the second fewest scores, the fifth fewest yards to opposing receivers. I don't like that. It looks like um, Washington's going to move. Cornerback Kendall Fuller to the slot, and he'll be Allen's primary defender. He was pretty good last year. He held opponents scoreless in 12 of 15 games, and he went a had a five-game scoreless stretch to close the season. So be great on Keenan Allen. Mike Williams missed most of the preseason with a hip injury, but he's practicing, and he should play here. And he's you know, Williams entering his fifth season. Mike Williams, and he's five seasons in. He's 26 years old. He's still just a baby. There's still room to improve, which would be nice. Um, Williams lines up all over the field, but he'll most frequently see cornerback Daryl Roberts, who has been cast aside by the Lions, the Jets, uh, over the past two years. That is a very plus matchup for Mike Williams, who I like in this one quite a bit. A B grade for Mike Williams. The other receivers, uh, Jalen Guyton and, and uh, rookie Josh Palmer on the bench, they're going to, their third receiver duties and, you know, what their roles may be is not clear. And this is a tough matchup. So I don't yeah. want any part of it. All right. Let's talk Austin Eckler where things get thorny. He practiced on Friday after missing Wednesday and Thursday with a, with a hamstring injury. And no injury is more susceptible to aggravation than a running back's hamstring injury. Mm. I mean, this is, and, you know, that's, that's what sidelined him for whatever, eight games last year. I love the new improved offensive line, uh, but Washington's run defense was good last year. They allowed the ninth fewest rushing yards, the fourth fewest combo yards to opposing running backs. No back caught more than five passes against Washington all last year, and that's why we have Austin Eckler. So I've got a C grade on Eckler, and I'm baking in some of the danger of him not finishing this game, which is very real. Next on the Washington side. We'll start with their running back, Antonio Gibson with a B grade. No back topped 82 rushing yards against the Chargers in the entire second half of last year. They weren't impenetrable. They only gave up four point they gave up four point six yards per carry, which is right in the we're in the middle of the pack. And while we all hope that Gibson will catch more passes, the Chargers were very good there too. Over the final ten games of last year, opposing runners only averaged twenty-nine receiving yards per game, and they scored one total touchdown. 
over that long stretch to finish the year. So I'm, I'm nervous about Gibson, and I've only got a B grade on him. Let's go to the passing game. Ryan Fitzpatrick has a B grade. Unlike any recent Washington quarterback, Fitzpatrick can press the ball downfield. Mm-hmm. Last year, he finished 11th in completed air yards and 8th in yards per attempt. That, by the way, despite having the second shortest time to throw, because he doesn't need Fitzpatrick, time to throw. Fitzpatrick is, he will stand in that pocket and absorb, you know, absolute destruction to his body, which I love. Um, the return of elite safety Derwin James helps an inconsistent secondary. That worries me. They spent a draft pick on Asante Samuel, which which could be a concern at some point, but it's just his first ever game. B grade on Ryan Fitzpatrick. Let's go to his receivers. Specifically, Terry McLaurin. Terry McLaurin. With an A grade, he averaged 70 yards per game with Dwayne Haskins and Alex Smith and Case Keenum throwing him the ball the last few years. Now he gets a gun slinger Mm -hmm. to throw the ball downfield. And I love the opportunity for him to open up this offense. The Chargers defense, good. I mentioned Asante Samuel got added to a secondary that was already giving up the seventh fewest yards to opposing receivers. Um, McLaurin has an experience advantage over Samuel, though, so we'll keep him with the A grade. And the last guy I want to really talk about is Logan Thomas. Thomas ran over 65% of his snaps from the slot, the third highest percentage among tight ends. He was also targeted the third most times, 105 times. Last season, the Chargers allowed the 12th most fantasy points to tight end and the fourth most touchdowns. Thomas will most often see coverage from linebacker Kenneth Murray, who struggled as a rookie last year, and graded as the 10th worst rookie, a uh, 10th worst linebacker in coverage by pro football focus. So I like Logan Thomas and he's got a B grade. Diami Brown was your take a chance on me wide receiver. By the, by the way, just a note on Logan Thomas over a thousand snaps last year. Like I think that was first among tight ends. He's just always on the field. Yeah. Which, which is, is great. We need that, right? Yeah. Who doesn't mm-hmm. want that? We all do. All right. Final matchup of this segment is the New York jets taking on Carolina, Matt. Yeah, um, let's start with uh, the obvious guy here, Dan Arnold, who gets a C grade. Uh, This grade reflects my fear of a Brian Johnson backlash if I leave him on the bench. Not actually, but he will be going up against the once great C.J. Mosley, who hasn't played meaningful football since the end of 2018. So I kind of like Dan Arnold in this little bit here, and let's let's give him a C. Uh, Also giving his uh, passing partner, Sam Darnold, a C. Almost every quarterback to face the Jets last year had a good day. It's too many to list, but 300 yards and three passing scores was very common. And Darnold should know he got to dominate this defense in practice for three years. So here's the revenge game right off the bat. It's hard to remember a lot of great Sam Darnold moments, but against bottom eight pass defenses in his career, he's fared pretty well in those seven career starts against bottom eight pass defenses. And the Jets were holding one of those spots a lot of the time. Yes. He's averaging 275 yards and 1.6 touchdowns per game. That's not bad. Mm-hmm. It doesn't hurt that he now has good wide receivers, too, including one of his favorites from his old Jets days, Robbie Anderson, who had his best years as a pro with Darnold. The two connected for 11 touchdowns in 25 career games. I'm giving Robbie Anderson and DJ Moore a B. Anderson gets Bryce Hall, who gave up a passer rating of 103 in his coverage last year, while DJ Moore goes against undrafted free agent rookie Isaiah Dunn. I'm not going to 
put Terrace Marshall on the field, even though Scott Fish wants oh, to. Oh, no, Scott's got an A on him. <laughs> I'm going to give him the weight and C grade. Um, he, he was a he was a great uh, preseason player, but if you have drafted a few wide receivers, you probably have a few ahead of Terrace He's Marshall right now. He's like the right fourth now. receiving option on that team. That's completely understandable. That's true. Christian McCaffrey, he gets an A. We're moving on to the running game on the Jets' side, mm-hmm. where Charch used Tevin Coleman as a take-a-chance-on-me runner, and we're going to sit and wait on Michael Carter or Ty Johnson to see how that one shakes out. Zach Wilson, he gets a C grade. This is a really a tale of how bad the Jets' defense is for me mm-hmm. and how I foresee a lot of garbage time coming their way this season. Now, Brian Johnson submitted the names garbage time for Derek Carr back garbage in the day. Garbage time, yeah. Garbortledge time for yeah, Blake that, Bortles. That, that really never worked for me. So I submit for your approval, Charge Scraps Wilson. Oh, I like the well, sound of that because he's going to get the scraps at the end of the get game. The scraps at the end of the game. I like it. Uh, the Panthers only intercepted two passes in the final eight games last year. Both were off of Dwayne Haskins. <laughs> so Zach Wilson in garbage time, in scraps Wilson time. Yes. Uh, I like his uh, his top receiver of the week is going to be Corey Davis, and I'm giving him a solid B. The Jets will need to throw often in the second half, likely deep. And Davis was ninth in the NFL with 15.1 yards per catch last year. And his average depth of target was a robust 12.5 yards. Uh, And then finally, the last receiver that I want to talk about, Jamison Crowder. He's going to miss the game with an injury. So fire up Elijah Moore with a C grade. See, Scott Fish is going to like that one. (laughs) There we go. Uh, A.J. Bouye was set to start at slot corner, but he's serving the final two games of his PED suspension, leaving fifth-round rookie Keith Taylor or Stanley Thomas Oliver to cover the slot. Thomas Oliver gave up a passer rating of 153 in his 52 snaps last Jeez. season. Well, it's only That's 52 almost snaps. Per- almost, almost perfect. perfect. Yes. So, uh, hey, bad. let's go with Jay, or, uh, Elijah Moore as a C grade. Well done. You brought actual enthusiasm to the Jets Panthers game. I like that. You know, somehow, it's going to be a fun game. Somehow. That is that is that is fun. All right. I want to. I want to. We've got about a minute left in uh, in this segment. What is the appropriate level of concern? For Ezekiel Elliott owners coming off the dismal Thursday night game. Some. I think it's some. Yeah. Yeah. I, I, I think there are going to be a lot of panicked owners in your leagues are trying to wanting to trade him or you might be able to get a, a good deal off of him. But uh, honestly, I thought Pollard looked a little better. They had Zeke blocking a bunch. Uh-huh. <laughs> I mean, and his blocking was great in yeah, that game. It was good. That does not help fantasy owners at all. Exactly. And Pollard did. I thought he ran harder. Yep. Tampa is a legendarily good that yeah. is the thing. run yeah. defense. And so we, I, I, we got to take this with a grain of salt. Yep. Yes. I had Zeke I, ranked like running back 24. I mean, I, you know, I was very no, nervous. Here's the thing. Everybody going against Tampa. I think yeah, it should be some compared to where you drafted him because I felt like he was overdrafted. I didn't mm-hmm. have him in my top five running backs where most people did. All right. So. Well, this this That's show, is, this show has figured that out many times in the past. Hour number two coming up, including three tough questions. You can play along as we try as my co-hosts try to go three and oh. Stay tuned, Fantasy Football Weekly. This is it. We've got an Amex Platinum Pro on our hands, ladies and gentlemen. We haven't seen anyone relax like this before in the Centurion Lounge. Is he connecting to complimentary Wi-Fi? Oh, my. Look at that. He is. And you will not believe where he's going next. The Amex dedicated card member entrance for the win. 
Unbelievable! When you get travel perks with Amex Platinum, you're part of the action. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Signing up and playing is so easy. Simply sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you can get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matter more than ever. Place your money line, prop, and parlay bets with the king of sports books today. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets. If you don't win your first bet. That's right, up to $1,500. Again, sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. 21 plus in President Ohio, subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with MGM Northfield Park. That's 1-800-GAMBLER. Live Nation presents Concert Week. Now through May 14th, get $25 tickets to over 5,000 shows. That's up to 75% off a summer full of your favorite artists like 21 Savage, Alanis Morissette, Cage the Elephant, Celeste Barber, Dirk Bentley, Fade, Hootie and the Blowfish, Janet Jackson, Kids Bob Kids, Megan Trainor, Bissell Puma, Sarah McLaughlin. Get tickets to more than 5,000 summer shows for just $25. Until now through May 14th. Visit LiveNation.com slash Concert to learn more and plan your summer with Sean Paul, Sum 41, 30 Seconds from Mars, oh, and Two Door Cinema Club. Welcome back. Hour number two, Fantasy Football Weekly. I am Paul Charchi and from guillotineleagues.com. My co-hosts, Scott Fish and Matt Harrison from shockfantasy.com. That's right. Uh, there's still time to get into a full season guillotine league. Drafts happening Saturday and Sunday morning. You can still get into a guillotine league. If you'd like to go to guillotineleagues.com, we also have private leagues for between 8 and 18 owners. If you've got friends that have oh always boy. wanted to try the guillotine league format, this is uh, this is your chance. And if you have a strange amount of owners, like you have nine people who want to play a fantasy league, you don't have to and fret about number, getting the yeah. even number. Right, because there's play. no head-to-head. No. Yeah, if you got... 13, an exactly. odd number. You don't have, you can, you can actually get away with it in a guillotine league. Good job of uh, fleshing out what an odd number was. Right, that, well, that, <laughs> well, well, you're pretty good said, at dividing by two. two so right. let's see if you can do nine divided by two. I can't. It's too hard. <laughs> this, is a game like we call, this is a game we call three tough questions. I will pepper my co-hosts with three tough questions. They will try to go three and oh, we encourage you to play along. Tough question. Number one, which Ravens running back will score the most fantasy points this year? Scott, I'm just going to stick with Tyson Williams. This is the guy that Matt Waldman of Football Guys and RSP Profile said, give him one to two years, and he has the talent to outplay a lot of draft picks. Mm. They, he he liked him a lot. The team seems to like him a lot. They did bring in Latavius Murray, who feels like a really good fit for that Ravens offense. Mm-hmm. The the quotes coming out of there this week seem to indicate that they want Le'Veon Bell to be involved. He just doesn't have his legs under him yet. Yeah. So it's going to be kind of gross, but they run the ball a ton, and I'm, I'm just going to give it to the young guy because he's the one that's been there all through camp and, and on the practice squad last year as well. All right, Matt, which Ravens running back will score the most fantasy points this year? I just want to know if you're a fan of eighth-year running backs because that's what Le'Veon <laughs> Bell is in his eighth year. Uh, uh-huh. Latavius Murray, eighth year. Uh, yeah. Even if you go to Devontae Freeman, he's in his eighth year. Tyson Williams is a 25-year-old, which is old for a rookie. 25-year-old second, rookie. Second year guy. Second year. But, second yeah. year, but big dude, six foot zero, mm-hmm. 220. 
I'm not going to go with an eighth-year runner. I agree with Scott Fish. Tyson Williams. Correct answer is Tyson Williams. And by the way, I've learned watch. You know, I went back and watched a lot of Tyson Williams to you know get mm-hmm. all prepped up on this, and and that's how they were pronouncing his name, Tyson, not Tyson. Yeah. So just to be that clear apostrophe on that, does it. The apostrophe Tyson. Yep. You never know, but and that's that's the case here. Um, as of three days ago, he was the only Ravens runner on the team. Mm-hmm. Right. That's a well a it, massive it, institutional I mean, advantage. Yes. Gus Edwards Tyson was Williams. there until. Well, I'm talking yeah. about guys who do not have blown okay. out sure. knees. Yeah. Um, and that gives him the chance to establish himself as a viable lead back in the yep. first month of the season by being good. And listen to the defenses that are coming up. The Raiders on Monday night ranked 25th in rushing yards allowed last year. Then the Chiefs, they ranked 23rd. Then the Lions, 28th. And then the Broncos, 22nd last year in rushing yards allowed. Mm -hmm. That easy runway in is going to establish Tyson Williams as the go-to back. And and if you're worried about the pass-catching side with Le'Veon Bell, they threw to running backs 50 times last year total. As a team. That's I thought, it. I thought maybe that's a fluke. Yeah. 51 the year before. Yeah, right. They that, just don't they just throw to running backs. They just don't do that. Um, Latavius Murray's been a relief back since 2017, and even that year he was supposed to be a backup. He, just, he is what he is, which is a role-player backup back, and that's what Latavius Murray is going to remain. Tough question number two. 49ers starting quarterback Jimmy Garoppolo is rostered in 3% of fantasy leagues. Is that appropriate or is that a mistake, Matt? Uh, At least for the first few weeks, it's a mistake because he should be on rosters. The Niners get the Lions this week. He should put up nice points in that game. The Eagles next week, same thing. After that, home games against the Packers and Seahawks. Both have very burnable secondaries Mm. and should be more of a shootout. And then at Arizona the next week, that should be more of the same. Their secondary is not great either. Then they go into a bye and come out of the bye in week seven against the Colts on Sunday night football. So if they're going to make a switch, it would make sense in the week six bye, but they're going to be five and oh well, after the, the first thing. five weeks. Mm-hmm. So it's a mistake. He belongs on rosters until they name Trey Lance the starter. The Green Bay game could be a loss. Could be. Yeah, I was going to say, I think I'd, I disagree with the Green Bay part. Um, <laughs> Uh, my, my instinct is to say, no, there, there are 12, 13, 14 quarterbacks that everybody's going to have on rosters and be starting because they drafted them as starters, and that's why he's at 3%. You can pick him up off waivers for the next few weeks. But I think Matt kind of convinced me on the fly there. <laughs> yeah, I did. <laughs> given, given that schedule, I, I would want him on my roster so I can, you know, make the matchup play for a few of those. Correct. Uh, that is the correct answer. He should be on. Ro- it should be. He should be rostered. Uh, you get the here's the advantages that come with Jimmy Garoppolo, the best offensive coach in the NFL, Kyle Shanahan. He is throwing to three receivers everybody loves universally. Yep. yep. Kittle, Ayuk, and Samuel. And you mentioned the schedule, which was at, which is a no-brainer. Four of the first five games are easy for him. All those reasons together. And Jimmy Garoppolo should be rostered. He was my take-a-chance-on-me quarterback. He was, wasn't he? Yes, he was. It, it really. Tough question number three. Told you the answer earlier. You did. Uh, Scott. Yeah. We're one year removed from Jameis Winston being the second-highest scoring fantasy quarterback. Mm-hmm. This year... What grade will he most commonly get from Fantasy Football Weekly hosts? An A, a B, a C, or a bench grade? Ah, see, 
I wanted to say his most common grade will be ungraded, take a chance on me player, <laughs> Jameis Winston. <laughs> but Take a chance on me players can still get grades. Yes, they still can. Uh, he has the feel of that take a chance on me guy. He's got, he's got a schedule that's uh, supposedly 10th easiest for quarterbacks, according to fantasy points, mm-hmm. and second easiest schedule for quarterbacks, according to pro football, pro football focus. However, the front five, is one of the worst in the league. Mm. So early on, not a whole lot of them, but I'm going to say he's going to get a lot of B grades come the end of the se- come the second half. So of the season. B is your answer. Yeah. Okay. Sure. All right, Matt. Should what grade will Jameis Winston most commonly get from Fantasy Football Weekly hosts? A, B, C, or bench? I went through the schedule. I gave him three A's, nine B's, and five C's. However, so B is my answer right now. But there's a caveat here. If Taysom Hill gets meaningful snaps in these first couple weeks and ta- and Jameis Winston's not on the field fully, yeah, we're going to move him down a full letter grade on each of those. So oh. uh, if, if Taysom Hill's getting work, he's probably a C-grade player. Okay. I also estimated all 17 games and had <laughs> no almost, good for you. I had an almost dead even distribution, 4-4-4-4, four, 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 but one of them had a 5, and that was the B-grade. Mm. So the correct answer is B. Um, many people are really down on Winston right now. You're going undrafted in most leagues or very late drafted in most leagues. Uh, but, you know, as the season progresses and we're going to have the return to health of Traquan Smith, who's on IR now, yep. but can come back. Adam Troutman's going to come back. Michael Thomas is going to come back. As the season goes on, I get the feeling I'm going to be increasingly you know, wishing I had more shares. Of Jameis Winston. That's like a pre-premature speculation. Uh, super premature. People speculation. remember the 30 interception year. He'd never had 18 be- before that. More than 18 before that. He got LASIK. He's with Sean Payton, who I trust to keep him locked down on that. He eats W's. Yeah, he eats no. You know, he, he sometimes he does. But mm-hmm. maybe Sean Payton will get that out of him. Let's work in one more matchup into this segment. San Francisco taking on Detroit, Scott. Yeah, so you had Jimmy Garoppolo as your take-a-chance-on-me yeah. player. What letter grade I, would you give him? Uh, I would have given him a B, possibly. Like, I have him, I believe, 10th in my rankings. Yeah, he's 10th or in so. mine, too. Um, and here I'm going to go through the players and tell you why you were right. Uh, why you, Charge, were right with your wow. take I, I already yes. like this segment. Yes. <laughs> okay. I'm going to start with George Kittle. Last year, Kittle, Debo, and Ayuk, uh, Debo Samuel and Brandon Ayuk, we're all healthy together for four games. In those four games, Kittle had 40 targets Wow! when they were all playing together. That's a lot. And he led the team in targets or tied for the lead in all four games. Three of those were Jimmy G starts. Lions were top five against tight ends, but they did allow a bunch of touchdowns, mm. uh, nine times to be exact, um, and ended the season. Nine times. Nine, nine times. And they ended the season allowing 70-plus yards and or a score in each of the last five games to tight ends. So I have an A grade on Kittle. I'm going to go down to a B grade for Debo Samuel, who I think will be a little bit of an extension to the run game. He's got a juicy matchup against undrafted free agent rookie cornerback A.J. Parker. Mm. Uh, expect a run-heavy game script, but like I said, he's you know he'll, they'll be ahead run-heavy game script. Yes. But I think he's an extension of the run game, so I'm giving him a B. 
Got Ayuk with a C. He's going up against Amanio, who is uh, ranked 100th by PFF. Wait, but is, that, is that his first and last name? No, Amani, Amani is his first name. Amani? Oh, th- that's just what he's... It's Amani. Oh, I thought we had like a soccer player. No, yeah. no. His his la- just like, like Pele <laughs> his, or Ronaldo. His, his last name is a name that you would try to pronounce. But okay, I nobody not, else would. Okay, I did right, not okay. give it. Right. <laughs> uh, but a big size guy, able to beat press coverage. I like Ayuk, but he's got a hamstring injury. I'm only giving the C grade here. Uh, over to the run game. I already talked about Mo- Sermon in my Take a Chance on Me. I'm giving Mostert an A. This is a Lions team, like we said. Uh, this is a Lions team. That allowed nearly <laughs> two touchdowns per game to running backs last year, over 160 yards per game. When the, when the 49ers are ahead, they, the they running run. backs touch the ball 35-plus times. Even if you give Mostert 20 of those against this Lions team, he's going to come up with an A grade. He's my number 6-ranked running back. Yeah. I've got an A grade on him as well. Yes, over on to the Rams side, or excuse me, the Rams side, because Jared Goff, (laughs) the Lions side. uh, I have a grade on TJ Hawkinson. I have a B grade there. I have a grade on him. Yeah. I won't tell you what it is. <laughs> I, I have a grade on two players. Okay. TJ Hawkinson yep. should be a target hog, establish himself in, as Goff's security blanket. Uh, that said, the 49ers allowed the fewest yards and second fewest t- touchdowns to tight ends last year. Their their defense should be healthier than last year, but I just think Goff is going to target him a ton. Uh, the reason I don't have a, uh, any grade on any of the other receivers uh, for this team is Goff is facing a 49ers defense that was top 10 in several categories last year. And, and Goff downgraded. He, he, he had a bad year last year, and he downgraded his offensive coach, his yeah. receiving options. Right. It's a bad matchup, everything. So all the receivers, except for Hawkinson, due to volume, is, is going to be on the bunch. In the running game. I'm giving DeAndre Swift a B grade because I think they'll be in a negative game script, have to pass a bunch. Mm -hmm. Dan Campbell and Anthony Lynn's teams last year passed to the running back over 25% of the time, which is a lot of passes to a running back. And Swift is that role. They've mentioned he's that role. Mm -hmm. So I'm going to give him the volume and enough pass work to get a B grade, but I'm leaving Williams on the bench for this week at least. Yeah, I'm interested to see what Williams' role ends up being in this offense and is it meaningful or not. You know, they, they're, what they're paying him, they're paying him a meaningful amount of money. We'll see if they use him in a meaningful role beginning on Sunday when mm-hmm. the Lions play. Can we just say, because Lions from now on for Because their, Lions. Yeah, yeah probably. Uh, when we come back, more matchups, including Green Bay traveling to Jacksonville to play the Saints. Hmm. Funny how these things break just right for uh, for Green Bay. I think Weird. if the officials had anything to do with the weather, <laughs> I think that's how this all ended up happening. Uh, we'll tell you what to expect in a possible shootout between Green Bay and the Saints when we come back to Fantasy Football Weekly. There are some things that are too good to keep a secret. Like how your Amex Platinum card helps you have the perfect trip. I'd like to check into the Centurion Lounge. Or how it seems like you always get those hard-to-snag tables. Ooh, yum. And how you get the most out of select can't-miss events. With access to the Centurion Lounge, Resi Priority Notified, and Amex card member benefits at select events, you'll have to share. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. 
Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Signing up and playing is so easy. Simply sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you can get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matter more than ever. Place your money line, prop, and parlay bets with the king of sports books today. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets. If you don't win your first bet, that's right, up to $1,500. Again, sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. 21 plus in President Ohio, subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with MGM Northfield Park. That's 1-800-GAMBLER. Live Nation presents Concert Week. Now through May 14th, get $25 tickets to over 5,000 shows. That's up to 75% off a summer full of your favorite artists like 21 Savage, Alanis Morissette, Cage the Elephant, Celeste Barber, Dirk Bentley, Fade, Hootie and the Blowfish, Janet Jackson, Kids Bob Kids, Megan Trainor, Bissell Puma, Sarah McLaughlin. Get tickets to more than 5,000 summer shows for just $25. Until now through May 14th. Visit LiveNation.com slash Concert to learn more and plan your summer with Sean Paul, Sum 41, 30 Seconds from Mars, oh, and Two Door Cinema Club. Welcome back to Fantasy Football Weekly. Paul Charchi and Scott Fish and Matt Harrison with you working through the matchups around the NFL fantasy style. Next up, the Green Bay Packers taking on New Orleans. Would have been in New Orleans. Instead, we've been relocated to a Jacksonville. Oh, it's a neutral site game. Usually Colin McCockney does those. (laughs) (laughs) Not this week. Aaron Rodgers and Devontae Adams are obvious and compelling A grades that do not need any elaboration. Let's go to some other players, including Randall Cobb. Now, I'm giving Randall Cobb a C grade for intangible reasons. Aaron Rodgers put his ass on the line by demanding that the team trade for Randall Cobb. Mm. You think he won't feature Cobb here? Of course he will. Cobb lines up against Chauncey Gardner-Johnson, Pro Football Focus's 64th-ranked cornerback in the slot. Chauncey. It's a plus matchup for Cobb and an I-told-you-so moment for his quarterback. (laughs) C-grade on Randall Cobb. Let's talk Robert Tunyon. A-grade. He led all tight ends with 11 touchdowns last year, and he posted a 90% catch rate, which was the best among tight ends and second best across the entire NFL. The Saints allowed the fifth most touchdowns to tight ends, nine of them last year, and safety Malcolm Jenkins should be the primary matchup for Tunyon. He was graded as a bottom 10 covered safety last year by Pro Football Focus. Big green light for Robert Tunyon in this matchup. As for the other receivers, MVS and Allen Robinson, way too scattershot for my taste. Both were completely undependable, even in Aaron Rodgers' MVP last season. In a, in a plus matchup, I, not Allen Robinson. You sorry. said you Alan mean Lazard. Lazard. Allen yeah. Lazard. Um, even in a very plus matchup, it, they're total dart throws. I would show caution here. Let's go to Aaron Jones, who gets a B grade. The Saints have been brutalizing op- opposing running backs for three years, allowing just one runner to top 100 rushing yards in those three seasons. Hmm. That's crazy. The Packers' offense will move through the air in this game against a bad secondary, not on the ground, against a great front four. Jones put up 76 scoreless combo yards and just two catches in New Orleans last year, and that's why he dips down to a B grade here. 
for A.J. Dillon, again, elite Saints run defense, and we really don't know what his usage is going to be, and they never threw to him last year. He had three targets all of last year. Roll all that together, we're leaving A.J. Dillon on the bench. Let's go over to the Saints side. Alvin Kamara gets an A grade. He is the entire Saints offense in this game, I believe. The Packers know it, but can they stop him? Last year, he hammered the Packers, putting up an absurd 197 combo yards to go with 13 catches and two touchdowns. Kamara averaged seven receptions per game without Michael Thomas last season, and that's when the Saints actually had other wide receivers. Now, you know, short at least two. Kamara's seven receptions could go up from there. Meanwhile, the Packers returned the majority of a defense that was bottom 10 in every meaningful category against opposing receiving backs. So a good all-purpose game coming for Kamara, who gets an A. Let's go to the passing game. I've got a bench grade on all of them, including Marquez Calloway. Let's pray, I hope, it's another season of just like bombs away, no-look YOLO heaves. That'd be great. From Jameis Winston. (laughs) Those are fun. All year long, just like 2019. Terrible for his career, but great for my fantasy team. Mm. I love the tossy toss. Yeah. Uh, the those tossy toss. <laughs> Wait, we have to stop the show now. <laughs> those high risk throws were fantastic. Uh, Winston's first problem, though, here is a lack of receiving talent with Michael Thomas, Adam Troutman, and Traquan Smith out. And then for whatever def- whatever receivers he's got left, he's got to go up. Their number one receiver, presumably Callaway, has to go up against Jair Alexander. Yeah, Pro Football Focus's top ranked cornerback. That's tough. So there's just not a good there's just not enough targets left on right. the board for Winston in this matchup. So he gets a bench grade. You know, Tony Jones is kind of interesting. He is. How about a C grade on Tony Jones? I like it. Uh, how about it? We're like gonna it. talk more about Tony Jones later in this show, but um, you know, Alvin Kamara, never a workhorse back, won't be in this game either. And Tony yeah. Jones. Sent Latavius Murray packing. Right. He sent and for, and, for, and reasonably so. I went back mm-hmm. through and watched all the preseason yep. carries. Dude's good. Especially that first game against the Ravens. Real yes. good. So, so I'm giving a C grade to Tony Jones in this matchup. Next, let's go to Cleveland taking on Kansas City in a very possible preview of the AFC Championship game next January. Well, yeah, mm. and if you remember last season's playoff game, I think it's pretty safe to fire up Chad Henney at quarterback with a solid <laughs> B grade. <laughs> What if they send out Henny for the first snap of the game just to That's just to mess, mess with the Browns? That'd be funny. Uh, Patrick Mahomes, Tyreek Hill, Travis Kelsey, all A grades. They're good at tossy toss. Tossy toss. <laughs> uh, Hardman, Demarcus Robinson, Byron Pringle. They're all on the bench. Which one of these guys is far and away the number two wide receiver? Hardman, maybe. He's being drafted like it. The wide receiver on the Chiefs can disappear at any time they want to. Anytime they feel you. In the 16 wide receiver two games the Chiefs played last year, I took the games that Sammy Watkins played, mm-hmm. and in the games he was absent, I inserted Mecole Hardman. The average game for the Kansas City wide receiver two was four targets, three receptions, 41 yards, and one-sixth of a touchdown. Yeah, it's just it, this is There no is no wide receiver there. two. No. It, it's okay. We get to know who the good players on the Chiefs are. Yeah, it's can't, fine. We can't argue with that. They're very part. bankable. Yeah. Except for Clyde Edwards Elaire, who's not very bankable. Uh, this one's just a bad matchup. Down the stretch, Cleveland was one of the best run defenses in the league, mm. allowing only 70 rushing yards per game over the final six games of the year. Clyde did not play in the playoff game last year, so maybe he's their secret weapon. They've never seen him before. Nick Chubb, he gets a B grade, and Kareem Hunt, he gets a C. The Chiefs were bottom 12 in the league against Running back rushing yards, receptions, receiving yards, and receiving touchdowns. So, the one place they exceeded expectations 
is they only allowed seven running back rushing touchdowns last year. Still, I don't know. Nick Chubb's really, really good. He's really, really good. And, that, and that, everything else sounded like it was game on. Yeah, it's kind of. Like, I'd like you to reconsider a possible A grade here. Uh, no. Uh, in the battle of the trenches, though, Pro Football Focus has this as the third most positive run game for Cleveland's offensive line versus Kansas City's defensive line. Okay, I'll give Nick Chubb an A. Thank you very much. I'm still leaving. I just went back Hunt to my rankings. See where I've got him. I've got him at running back four. Okay, that's good. Uh, Baker Mayfield, uh, he gets a C grade. The Browns are a running team. They had the fourth lowest passing rate in the league last year, and they saw Tampa unlock the key to beat the Chiefs. Good defense and ball control offense. That's why I only have C grades on Odell Beckham and mm. Jarvis Landry. The Chiefs should deploy Legarius Sneed against Beckham. Sneed is good. Yeah, he had a top three passer rating and balls thrown into his coverage last year at 53.4. And Landry often runs from the slot in three wide receiver sets, but the Browns run a ton of 12 personnel, which means two tight ends on the field. In those scenarios, he's likely running against former Viking Mike Hughes, Oh. who allowed completed catches on 75% of his throws in his coverage last season. So I actually like Landry better than Beckham in this game. Just a tick. Yeah. And the tight ends are on the bench. Yeah, well, that's I mean, that's safe to say. Yeah. Uh, they, in part because there there's three. three deep at yeah. tight end. Yeah. And you, yep. just, you know, you never know yep. who's coming up next. Seattle takes on Indianapolis, and uh, injuries will play a potentially a big part of this game, um, particularly on the Indianapolis side. Yeah. But, yeah, yeah I'll, I'll, let you, I'll let you address that, Scott. Yeah, well, let's uh, sure. Let's start on the the away side, the uh, Indianapolis side. Carson Wentz, I have on the bench, despite the second highest Vegas over under of the week. He's going to be missing uh, Eric Fisher, which they'll be down to their third left tackle, I believe, on that side. Right? They are third left tackle, Julian uh, something and something. Yeah, Julia Gulia. Yeah, Julia and... Child, <laughs> the French chef. And uh, Quentin Nelson is still questionable. I mean, it sounds like he'll go, but he's still questionable. Mm-hmm. Last I saw. Yep. Uh, uh, let's go to his receivers, though. Do I think that he, any of his receivers are startable? Well, I, do. I gave you Paris I Hilton. Do. Paris Campbell is my uh, not Paris Hilton. Not yeah. Paris Hilton. That would be <laughs> yeah. Uh, you know how did uh, how did I get to this point and not realize that the Indianapolis receivers had a Paris and a Hilton? I don't know. How did I not know that until now? I don't know. I'd never draw that. Never. Well, anyway, anyway, you know why? Here's why. I don't care about Paris Hilton at all. Yeah. She, she never hasn't, she hasn't been relevant in a decade. Right. I don't care about her. That's why. Let's talk about Michael Pittman. I got a it's C a grade on him. Now. I got a C grade on Michael Pittman. Is he good at tossy toss? Remains to be seen if he can be the top dog and take on to the top coverages. But he is six foot four and he might be facing up against five foot nine DJ Reed. If you're doing the math at home, that is seven inches difference. Uh, which I, I really yeah. like that matchup for him. Uh, Paris Campbell was Charch's take a chance on me player. Dealing with a little bit of an Achilles injury, but he's going to play through it, and it, he looks fine. He does play 94% from the slot, though. So yep. on the other side is going to be Michael Strawn. I love Michael Strawn. Uh, Who? I, I'm, I'm going to make a pre-spec in the middle of my thing here. Michael Strawn is going to play mostly on the outside for this. He's six foot five. 228 pounds, 10-inch hands, 85-inch wingspan, 4.4640 at that size. Um, and he's going to go over Zach Pascoe. And <laughs> Zach Pascoe plays 66% from the slot. Okay. But Michael Strawn uh, led the team in targets, catches, and receiving yards in the preseason. They said he was just unstoppable in camp. Okay. I think he gets some work here. Not enough to start. 
But if you're on a deeper roster, go get Michael Strawn. It's it's spelled like Strachan or whatever. Yeah. Go get Michael Strawn. Uh, to the running game. Let's go with uh, Jonathan Taylor. I got a C grade on Jonathan Taylor, honestly, behind that line with Fisher mm-hmm. out, with if especially if Quentin Nelson also misses. Yep. Seattle was top five against running backs last year. It's just a bad matchup. He just might get enough 10 to 15 touches to to make that C volume play there. Uh, and he's your second, probably your second round pick. You're probably playing him anyway. Naheem Hines, I got a C grade on because he's ch- they're going to be, as well as Taylor, uh, C grade because they're going to be chasing points. He's going to be an outlet for Wentz. He's going to want to get the ball out quickly. Hines was a top three receiving back last year, and Seattle allowed the fourth most receptions to running backs last mm. year. By the way, congrats on your new contract, Naheem Hines. Yeah, they He'll just extended Three him. more years. Yeah. Uh, over to the Seattle side, Russell Wilson got a B grade on. Uh, Indy ended the final quarter last season, allowing over 325 yards and 2.5 touchdowns per game to quarterbacks. It's got the second highest Vegas over under, as I mentioned before, that it's just going to be a shootout. So I like Wilson there. I like his receivers a lot too. I got Metcalf with an A grade, DK Metcalf. Um, He'll get Rocky Sin probably, 107th ranked by PFF. And if he doesn't, he gets 32 year old TJ Carey. So, so that's gonna be that's gonna be his matchup with uh, Xavier Rhodes out. Uh, let's see here. I got Lockett with a B grade. His inconsistency is one that I don't love, and, and also he's going to be he's got a matchup against Kenny Moore. Yeah, but Kenny Moore's ranked 16th by PFF. It's a pretty pretty tough matchup for Lockett. But when he explodes, he explodes, and I think this is going to be a shootout where Lockett might get. A play. Yeah. So I have a B grade on Lockett. Chris Carson, tough draw against last season's second best run defense. It is. He I I, I have a B grade on him, but I, it's it's because he gets all the running back work, like all of it. So I have a B grade on him. Uh, I have every, I have the tight ends on the bench. I'm not going to trust Gerald Everett until I see his usage in that offense. Yeah, there's a lot of people kind of depending on that usage to be pretty well, high. Yeah, but I I don't know. Daryl Wall, uh, Waller is the only tight end that topped sixty yards against them last year oh, against yeah, the Colts. Yeah. Well, it's another good reason so. to show a lot of caution right there. Yeah. When we come back, final segment of Fantasy Football Weekly: Premature speculation. These are the guys that you want to pick up this week that everybody else will be trying to pick up next week. That's like the return of our time machine right there. Like Michael Strawn? Like Michael Strawn. Everybody's like, who's Michael Strawn? Who's Quez Watkins? These Maybe these are the guys that are going to show up in premature speculation. Oh boy. Stay tuned to find out. There's no distance too far for the perfect trip. Hi, checking in for... Or the perfect table. Hey, where are you? Coming! And when you get access to Resi Priority Notify with your Amex Platinum card... Hey, this looks amazing! I'm so glad you made it. And travel benefits at fine hotels and resorts booked through Amex Travel. It's worth the trip. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. 
Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Signing up and playing is so easy. Simply sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you can get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matter more than ever. Place your money line, prop, and parlay bets with a king of sports books today. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets. If you don't win your first bet, that's right, up to $1,500. Again, sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. 21 plus in President Ohio, subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with MGM Northfield Park. That's 1-800-GAMBLER. Live Nation presents Concert Week. Now through May 14th, get $25 tickets to over 5,000 shows. That's up to 75% off a summer full of your favorite artists like 21 Savage, Alanis Morissette, Cage the Elephant, Celeste Barber, Dirk Bentley, Fade, Hootie and the Blowfish, Janet Jackson, Kids Bop Kids, Megan Trainor, Bissell Pluma, Sarah McLaughlin. Get tickets to more than 5,000 summer shows for just $25. Until now through May 14th. Visit LiveNation.com slash ConcertWeek to learn more and plan your summer with Sean Paul, Sum 41, 30 Seconds from Mars, oh, and Two Door Cinema Club. Welcome back. Fantasy Football Weekly final segment. We've got four games to break down and premature speculation. Ooh. A favorite segment for listeners going on. When did we dream this up? About six years ago? Yeah, a few. Something like that? Yeah, it feels like it's been about that long. It's my favorite. Let's begin there. Let's. Uh, the premise of premature speculation is we're going to give you guys to pick up now that we think everybody else is going to be trying to pick up next week. And when they go to the waiver wire and they see they're already on your team to be like, that guy's brilliant. Uh Mm. Scott, let's begin with you. Who is your premature speculation player? I'm going meta here. I'm going to premature speculate a premature speculation. Oh, Bradley Roby just got traded from the Houston away from the Houston Texans. They've said that they are going to trade all their vets. I think Brandon Cooks gets traded, and you should pick up Nico Collins now. Oh, okay. All right. <laughs> he might already get volume this week and become a thing, mm-hmm. but once Cooks is gone, he'll be the, the only thing in town. Makes sense. Okay. I like Nico Collins. I think, I he, I think he could start week one. I know. For Houston. Yeah. Go get him. Every reason to believe they'll be behind by a lot. Uh, Matt, who's your premature speculation player? Uh, Scott covered this guy a little bit before, but it's 37% owned Zach Ertz, whose death has been greatly exaggerated. <laughs> First off, he's got some fresh new golden locks. Second, he led the Eagles tight ends last season in targets, even mm-hmm. while missing five games due to injury, including seven, seven, and six targets in the final three games. Third, this week he gets the Falcons defense, who gave up the fourth most touchdowns the position. And then he's got matchups against Dallas, Kansas City, and Carolina in weeks three, four, and five, all of which are bottom 10 against the tight end position. Zach Ertz can be yours, and he's very startable for the next five weeks. I'm going with Tony Jones, the new number two running back for the Saints. We alluded to this earlier. Alvin Kamara is just not a workhorse back. Never has been. He isn't now. His average number of carries since becoming the starter is 12. And a couple of shows ago, Matt, I believe it was you, who mentioned Alvin Kamara has topped 19 carries once. Yeah. One time. Uh, Tony Jones will have a non-trivial role in this offense, and he's better than Latavius Murray and can outperform what Murray has been giving fantasy owners. Went back and watched his preseason. Kid looked good. Tony Jones got a little juice. Make sure you've picked him up. Go get that kid. Yep. Yeah. Go like get him. Go get that guy. 
Uh, let's go to Chicago taking on the Rams and what's going to be a one-sided game. First, Andy Dalton, the Andy Dalton-led passing attack against last year's best pass defense means there there are bench grades pretty much everywhere except Allen Robinson who's only comes in here with a C grade last season these teams met and Robinson posted four catches for 70 scoreless yards against Jalen Ramsey and that was that was with Nick Foles at quarterback it's kind of a lateral move here to Dalton so I'm expecting something close to 70 scoreless yards again with the terrible offensive line if Andy Dalton gets hurt in this game and Justin Fields God. comes in. Does all of a sudden Allen Robinson's in-game grade <laughs> move up a letter? It probably would. I want to know who's going to be bold enough to start Justin Fields now in That's advance. That's premature speculation. That's very <laughs> premature speculation. Uh, the Rams return their outside cornerbacks who allowed the fewest yards per game and just seven touchdowns to opposing receivers last year. It's a disaster scenario here, but Allen Robinson's great, so just a C grade on him. David Montgomery gets a C grade. You're figuring Andy Dalton's going to be completely overmatched, and so they'll try to run David Montgomery in this game, but they're not going to be very effective. The Bears' tattered offensive line looked horrendous in the preseason, and Montgomery just isn't elusive enough to make his own running lanes. And unlike last year, the Bears have other solid runners who are going to contribute, like Damian Williams and Khalil Herbert. So you don't get the volume that Montgomery was giving you last year when he was startable. Los Angeles finished fifth in yards allowed per carry and sixth in fantasy points allowed to the running back position. And we know Aaron Donald, elite pass rushing tackle. He was also the number one ranked run tackle by Pro Football Focus last year. He's just really good. He's just really good at football. Let's go to the Rams side. Matthew Stafford and the rest of his meaningful receivers, Cooper Cup and Robert Woods, all A grades. Stafford delivered the Lions... Most recent victory, mm-hmm. it was week 13 against these Bears, and he threw for 400 yards and three touchdowns as a member of the Lions. <laughs> He's not afraid of the Bears. He's not afraid of the Bears. And you shouldn't be either because they have a rebuilt secondary featuring two very green cornerbacks, something called Kendall Vildor and Duke Shelley. As a rookie, Vildor was garbage last year, allowing a passer rating of 124 <laughs> in his coverage. And Shelley's the presumptive starting slot corner. He's got 92 career snaps to his name. Mm. Cups and Cup and Woods elite starts this week. And I'll even go one step further. You want a deep dart DFS play? Deshaun, Deshaun Jackson. Deshaun Jackson. That's right. Deshaun Jackson. Does it in week one a lot, too. And he does. He did. You're right. Week one is guts because he's healthy. It's like him in and Sammy one. Watkins in week one. That's every right. Year. Let's talk Daryl Henderson, who gets a B grade here. Uh, career rushing average of 4.4, which lines up almost exactly with Chicago. They gave up uh, just over four yards per carry last year. Sony Michelle's there, but I still think the vast majority of the workload here goes to Henderson. The Rams rushed 29 times per game last year. That's enough workload to make sure that Henderson gets the ball plenty. Bears maintained most of their key run defenders from last year. They were ranked fifth overall by Pro Football Focus. Chicago faced Henderson last year when he was still the lead back before he gave up that job to Cam Akers, and they held him to 17 touches for 76 yards, and that sounds about right here. Sonny Michel, I'm keeping on the bench until we have a better understanding of what his role might look like. And uh, let's spend a second on a great matchup for Tyler Higby. The tight end situation in Los Angeles. We've been waiting for clarity for years. We finally have it. 
if you would have rolled together Everett and Higby's stats into one guy last year, mm-hmm. you'd have had tight end five. Nice. And now that's maybe what we're going to get here. In Tyler Higby's three career games without Gerald Everett, he's averaged 11 targets, 111 yards per game. Those are gigantic numbers. And the Bears struggled against the tight end position last season, finishing bottom six in receptions, yards, and touchdowns wow. allowed to the tight end position. A grade Wow, for Tyler wow. Higby. Our next matchup is Miami taking on New England, Matt. Uh, I'm going to start with Jalen Waddell and Devontae Parker, who are both on your bench this week, even with Will Fuller being out serving the rest of his suspension this week. Uh, the Patriots are without top corner Stephen Gilmore. That's actually a good thing for the Finns wide receivers. Mm-hmm. However, mm-hmm. J.C. Jackson and Jonathan Jones are not members of Sync. They are the Pats' <laughs> other starting corners, and both were rated rather highly by Pro Football Focus last season. I'm a little bit nervous that Parker and Tua just don't mix well overall. Through seven career games together, Parker is averaging 3.7 catches and 44 yards per game with Tua. He's only caught two career touchdowns from Tua as well, so they're on the bench, as is Mike Gesicki. In five prior meetings with the Patriots, Gesicki has been held under 35 yards in every game and scored only once. If I've got all their receivers on the bench, I've got Tua on the bench too. So I'm going to go over to Miles Gaskin, who I think a lot of people are kind of relying on maybe to play this week. I got Mm -hmm. him on the bench. Yeah. Uh, Last year, New England's defense was stout against the run, averaging only 0.43 yards allowed before first contact. Wow. That's the best mark in the league by a wide margin. And Gaskin was 48th in the league in yards after contact with only 2.5 yards. This leads me to believe that Gaskin should run for about three yards per carry, and that's not good. Yep. He only managed 40 rushing yards in his one meeting with the Pats last year as well. Let's go to the running back on the other side that we want to talk about. That's Damian Harris. He gets a B. Last year, the Pats deployed four or five backs against the Dolphins in both meetings. Jeez. <laughs> In the first meeting, four <laughs> backs each topped 20 yards. Weird. And they totaled 100 on the ground with a touchdown. In the second game, Sony Michelle went for 7.4 yards per carry. Roles are clearer and more defined this year, it seems. Yeah. Damian Harris is the lead dog. James White is the pass catcher. And it's a coin flip if Ramondre Stevenson is even active in this game. White and Stevenson are on my bench, and Harris gets the B. Mac Jones and Hunter Henry were my take a chance on me, tossy tossers. And Janu Janu, he gets a B grade as well. I like Henry enough to give yeah, him the baby. starting grade. He gets the, he got the C, by the way. And for the same reasons, Janu gets the B grade here. But finally, I got two more wide receivers, and I'm giving them both B grades. Wide receivers getting a B grades on the Patriots, you say. All right. There's one glaring weakness in the Dolphins' defensive backfield. That's Miami corner Byron Jones, who allowed 17.1 yards per catch last year. That was the third worst in the NFL. If he's going to get beat, it's deep. And of the players that had at least 80 targets last year, do you know who led the league in yards per reception? Nelson Aguilar at 18.7. Man, I never would have guessed that. Aguilar torched this Dolphins defense as a member of the Raiders last year for five catches, 155 yards, and a score. I love it. This is a great angle. Why was he not your your take a chance on me wide receiver? Well, I use Hunter Henry. That's why I love Mac Jones so much. Aguilar's nursing a little bit of an ankle injury, but he's going to go. And by the way, Jacoby Myers is a bit of a forgotten guy in fantasy. He earns a B grade. 
He earned his keep in the second half last season. Over the final 10 games, he averaged seven targets, five catches, and 65 yards per game. Those are pretty solid numbers mm-hmm. with Cam Newton as your quarterback. However, in two full seasons, he's never scored an NFL touchdown. Wow. That changes this week. Mm-hmm. Jacoby Myers wow, is going to get the touchdown. It. Okay. There it is. Oh, there right. it is. By the way, Tossy Toss is a Hail Mary. That was the re- No, way, no, way no. It's, it's just Tossy Toss. Nope. Yep. It's a Hail Mary. <laughs> Denver takes on the Giants, Scott. And what I'm hoping you tell me is that Javante Williams can be a starter in week one. Yeah, I don't know about that. <laughs> I don't Man, know about wait, that. What? I, I need him. <laughs> no, it, it's a rookie. He's, it's a right, he's got an A grade what, on what, him. what happened to all doing? the a gr- automatic A grades for all the rookies? <laughs> what happened to that? Okay, I'll give him a C grade if I can also give Gordon a C grade. <laughs> Deal? Sure. Okay. <laughs> they do have a middle of the pack matchup, and they're gonna they're gonna be in a a positive game script for that to run down the clock. Mm-hmm. Javante Williams might actually be a better run down the clock guy. So uh-huh. there you go. There you there go, you go yes. Charge. Uh, <laughs> all right, onto the passing game now, I guess. Uh, Teddy Bridgewater, I do have a C grade on somehow. Uh, they're going to have to get ahead of the Giants somehow, and I think Teddy's got just enough to do it against a Giants team that allowed the fifth most yards and the fifth most touchdowns last year. Uh, Teddy Bridgewater, a 70% passer last year. Mm-hmm. That's going to be coming in way more handy for Jerry Judy, who had the highest percentage of NFL passes last year deemed uncatchable. uncatchable. I'm not surprised. <laughs> yes. So getting that 70% passer and going up against Darnay Holmes, ranked 107th by Pro Football Focus, I'm giving Judy a B grade. Giving Cortland Sutton a C grade here, he's going to get a a much tougher matchup in James Bradbury, 7th ranked. Uh, But he's a good contested catch guy. He's got some inches on Bradbury. Um, Hopefully he can use that size to his advantage and that confidence is back. Uh, Noah Fant, leg injury seems to be... Fine now. He's practicing yeah. without limits now. He's gonna play. You know, the, he's gonna play. Uh, I got a C grade on him. The Giants only allowed four touchdowns to tight ends last year, but they allowed some yards. Mm-hmm. So I think he. I think he might get just enough in this one. Over to the Broncos side, or over to the Giants side. Excuse me. I'm only starting Saquon Barkley. That's it. On the passing side, look at what the Giants are trying to overcome. Their implied point total is 19 points. Yeah. The Broncos D, top 10 against quarterbacks, top 10 against wide receivers. They only allowed three touchdowns to tight ends last year, and, and Waller and Kelsey were the only two that had good games. And that was a Denver defense that was beat yeah, up for beat much up. of the year. Listen Vic Fangio, they they're yeah. so smart to keep Vic Fangio. He is such a good defensive coach. Yep. They have Von Miller back. Bradley Chubb's questionable, but likely to go. Their defensive backs, Ronald Darby, Kyle Fuller. They drafted Patrick Sertain over... Uh, uh, um, Justin Fields, yeah, I guess. Yeah, controversially, um, yes. And they have the top-ranked slot corner, according to PFF, in Bryce Callahan, mm-hmm. who's going to be covering Sterling Shepard, so I got him on the bench. Why do I have Kenny Galladay on the bench? Well, this Broncos D, I mentioned, top 10 against wide receivers, but also he's had no time to gain some chemistry with da- yeah. Daniel Jones this this offseason, and he's going he's gonna to be well, up with Ronald okay, Darby. Wait, in fairness, has any player ever had chemistry with Daniel okay. Jones? That's fair. That's fair. But he also gets a tough matchup against Ronald Darby. Mm. So I, I have everyone on the bench, and I'm barely giving Barkley a C grade. I have issues, though, because they want to limit him. I think he might get just enough volume. But remember, he's coming off that ACL injury, and he's they have to play Thursday night. It's a short turnaround. Yeah. So they might want to limit it. They might actually legitimately I, want to hit him. But they'll be, yeah. I can't start Barkley. They'll be playing. I, I think he's 10 total touches. I have a C grade on him because they'll be playing from behind. Maybe he gets enough passing game work that maybe he gets that C grade. 
I will. I'll bet Booker I'm, outproduces I'm, him. I am fine benching him. Yeah, I think I'm he, absolutely. I, I think he's in that Ezekiel Elliott from last week mm-hmm. category where you like you kind of feel like you should start him, but you can see the path to a terrible game. I do. All right, let's go to Baltimore taking on Las Vegas on Monday night. The running back situation's a disaster, of course. Tyson Williams should get most of the work. You know, he's really built in the Ravens' mold for their runners that they like to have. He's a taller, sturdy runner with some burst and good balance, likely to get most of the workload, maybe like all of the workload or virtually all of it. He scored a goal-line touchdown in the preseason. Uh, Actually, no, I take that back. It was a 20-yard touchdown in the preseason. Last season, the Raiders allowed the eighth-most rushing yards, 110 per game. And f- almost five yards per carry. And the offseason did not provide any personnel help. I think Tyson Williams is a sneaky good start. I've got a B grade on him as a workhorse back like in it. this game. I like it. Good. Uh, a grade for Lamar Jackson. Raiders secondary remains a complete mess. One season after finishing his pro football focus's 29th ranked coverage unit. They made epic draft blunders in 2019 by drafting Jonathan Abram and Trayvon Mullen into their secondary. And those guys continue to start. And that's just sunk cost right there. A couple of rookies will be in key roles in the secondary. Trayvon Mooring and Nate Hobbs, both starting their first NFL games. And the Raiders didn't give up a lot of rushing yards last year, just 13 per game. But they also didn't see very many rushing quarterbacks. And Lamar Jackson's a special rusher mm-hmm. and probably gets a, a few extra carries here with the running back situation yeah. being what yeah. it is. So A grade on Lamar Jackson. Um, warmed up a lot in the past few days to Marquise Brown because he got through uh, a whole week of practice right. with no issues after missing a month of practice with a preseason hamstring injury. And as I mentioned, the, the secondary here is a complete disaster. I really like Marquise Brown. And, you know, for a boomer bust guy, yeah. it's got boom written all oh, over yeah. it for Marquise Brown. Go ahead and start him here with a B grade. C grade on Sammy Watkins, a legendary week one <laughs> performer, if only week one. And like I said, if not now, when, this is a, the secondary is terrible. So if you're ever going to start Sammy Watkins, for some reason you drafted him, this is your one chance right here. Um all the That's re- a terrible reason what, to start. What, what's well, what's the secondary? I just I think I, I elucidated all the problems in the I secondary know. already. But Sammy yeah. Watkins is just so and, bad, and they just don't have a lot of options. In this <laughs> they situation. don't have a lot. They of got options. nothing left. Uh, Watkins is going to have a great week. Well, not great. How about a C be the grade? Best. Uh, a grade for Mark Andrews, <laughs> yes. who is Jackson's healthiest and most most reliable target. Last year, the Raiders were middle of the pack in tight end defense. But they somehow skirted every upper tier, uh, every upper tier tight end except Travis Kelsey, and Kelsey destroyed them. So an A grade on him. For the Raiders, there's only one guy to start, and it's Darren Waller. He won't catch anybody by surprise, especially not the team that drafted him. He's sitting on a very good game here. Aguilar's departure leaves eight touchdowns behind, and that's an opportunity for him. Josh Jacobs. I've got just a, a C grade on him. His yards per carry dropped by a full yard last year. He's got to contend with Kenyon Drake for carries. I almost had a bench grade on him. And it's Baltimore's defense. And it's Baltimore's defense, but just through sheer volume, hopefully Josh Jacobs will get enough done for your team. And that is it for the starters for the Raiders. Not much. It's all, it's all bad. Uh, thanks for listening. If you missed any part of the show, check out our podcast of Fantasy Football Weekly. You can certainly do that and catch up on everything that you missed. We'll be back next week. Best of luck in the opener, everybody. Bye-bye. Fantasy Football Weekly is a production of iHeartRadio. For more podcasts from iHeartRadio, visit the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you listen to your favorite shows.
Live Nation presents Concert Week. Now through May 14th, get $25 tickets to over 5,000 shows. That's up to 75% off a summer full of your favorite artists like 21 Savage, Alanis Morissette, Cage the Elephant, Celeste Barber, Dirk Bentley, Fade, Hootie and the Blowfish, Janet Jackson, Kids Bop Kids, Megan Trainor, Bissell Pluma, Sarah McLaughlin. Get tickets to more than 5,000 summer shows for just $25. Until now through May 14th. Visit LiveNation.com slash Concert to learn more and plan your summer with Sean Paul, Sum 41, 30 Seconds from Mars, oh, and Two Door Cinema Club. With your Amex card, entertainment benefits like special ticket access and pre-sales to select can't miss events while supplies last, make every tap music to your ears. At Bed 365 we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply.